Howdy, howdy. This is Lily from Makecraft Game, and you're listening to Reading Rulebooks. Today, we are going to read the rulebook for Wingspan, and let's dive right in. Wingspan is a competitive bird collection engine building game for one to five players. It's designed by Elizabeth Hargrave and illustrated by Natalie Rojas, Anna Marie Martinez Guaramillo, and Beth Sable. You are bird enthusiasts, researchers, bird watchers, ornithologists, and collectors seeking to discover and attract the best birds to your network of wildlife preserves. Each bird extends a chain of powerful combinations in one of your habitats. Each habitat focuses on a key aspect of the growth of your preserves. This includes gaining food tokens via custom dice in a bird feeder dice tower, laying eggs using marbled egg miniatures in a variety of colors, and expanding your bird collection, drawing from hundreds of unique bird cards. The winner is the player with the most points accumulated from birds, bonus cards, end-of-round goals, eggs, cached food, and tucked birds. The components include one rulebook, one appendix, one goal board, one bird tray, five player mats, one bird feeder dice tower, one score pad, 170 bird cards, 26 bonus cards, 75 egg miniatures available in five different colors, five custom wooden dice, 40 wooden action cubes available in five colors, 103 food tokens available in five colors, eight gold tiles, one first player token, 10 swift start bird cards, and four swift start player guides. Setup. Global components. One, bird cards. Shuffle the bird cards into a deck. Place it next to the bird tray, then populate the tray with three face-up bird cards. Supply. Place all food and egg tokens in the supply. These are tokens accessible to all players. Bird feeder. Toss the food dice into the bird feeder dice tower. Goal board. Choose which type of goals you will play with and place the goal board on the table with that side facing up. The green side. For a game with more direct competition for goals, choose this side that has first, second, and third place for each goal. This is the default. The blue side. For a game with less direct competition between players, choose the side that awards one point for each targeted item. This is good for new players. Goal tiles. Place the goal tiles without looking at them. They're double-sided. Place one goal tile, random side up, on each of the four blank spaces on the goal board. Return extra goal tiles to the bag. Bonus cards. Shuffle the bonus cards into a deck and place it on the table. Player setup. Each player receives one player mat, eight action cubes of one color, two random bonus cards, five random bird cards, and five food tokens, one of each type. You may keep your hand of cards private or public throughout the game. Keep up to five bird cards and discard the others. For each bird card you keep, you must discard one food token. You'll probably want to keep food tokens shown in the upper left of the bird card you selected. For example, you might keep two bird cards and three food, or you might keep four bird cards and one food. Choose one bonus card to keep and discard the others. You may look at your bonus cards while selecting which birds to keep and vice versa. Randomly select the first player and give them the first player token. Swift Start Guides and Cards. The easiest way to learn wingspan is by following the Swift Start Guides. Distribute one guide per player clockwise around the table, starting with the guide labeled Player 1. Proceed with all setup steps in this rulebook as normal, except for selecting birds and food tokens. Instead, the guides will instruct which cards and foods each player starts with. This Swift Start learning process uses the 10 Swift Start cards marked with gray corners. These player guides explain the four main actions to all players by walking through them in their first few actions. There is no need for the fifth player to have a guide. The fifth player may proceed with all setup steps as normal 
and follow the examples of the other players. You may also use these guides with fewer than four players. After learning the game, shuffle the 10 Swift Start cards into the main deck. They are marked on the corners in case you'd like to pull them out to teach new players using the system. After following the Swift Start guides to completion, take a look at the quick reference guide on page 2 of the appendix. This will quickly help you reference the basic rules of the game. Overview Wingspan is played over four rounds. During each round, players take turns proceeding clockwise until each player has used all of their available action cubes. Turn structure On your turn, you will take one of four actions as shown on the left side of your player mat. These actions consist of play a bird from your hand, gain food and activate forest bird powers, lay eggs and activate grassland bird powers, draw bird cards and activate wetland bird powers. To place a bird from your hand onto a habitat, place an action cube on the play a bird spot above where you will play the bird. Pay the bird's food and egg cost, then place the bird on your mat, only triggering that bird's white wind play power, if any. The gain food, lay eggs, and draw bird card actions follow the same three-step process as follows. 1. Choose a habitat on your player mat and place an action cube on the leftmost exposed slot in that row. Gain the benefit of that slot. 2. Move your action cube from right to left, activating any birds with a brown when activated power in that row. Each power is optional. 3. When the action cube reaches the left, leave it there, your turn is over. Round structure. When all players have placed their action cubes, the round is over. Follow these steps in order. 1. Remove all action cubes from your player mat. 2. For the end of round goal for the round you just completed. 3. Discard all face-up bird cards on the bird tray and restock the bird tray with the cards from the deck. Rotate the first player token clockwise to the next player. Use one of your action cubes to mark your score on the end of round goal. As a result, you will have one fewer action cube to use in each round. This means in round 1, each player will have 8 turns, in round 2, each player will have 7 turns, in round 3, each player will have 6 turns, and in the fourth and final round, each player will have 5 turns. Game ending and scoring. The game ends at the conclusion of round 4. Use the score pad to add together the following. The points for each face-up bird card on your player mat, as printed on the card, the points for each bonus card, as printed on the card, the points for the end of round goals, shown on the goal board, and one point for each of the following. Each egg on a bird card, each food token cached on a bird card, and each card tucked under a bird card. The player who has the most points wins. In the case of a tie, the player with the most unused food tokens wins. If the players are still tied, they share the victory. The four actions. Each turn, you will take one action. This section describes each action in more detail. Option 1. Play a bird from your hand. Before choosing to play a bird from your hand, consider its habitat, food requirements, and egg costs. Each bird has habitat and food requirements shown in the upper left corner of the card. Additionally, there may be an egg cost shown at the top of the column in which you're playing the bird. There is no egg cost for the first column. If you cannot afford to pay the full cost, of either the food tokens required or the egg cost required, you cannot play the bird. When choosing to play a bird, do the following. 1. Select a bird card in hand to play and place an action cube at the top of the column in which you will play the bird. Pay the corresponding egg cost, if any, by discarding eggs from any bird on your player mat. Play a bird in column 2 or 3, you must discard one egg to the egg supply. In columns 4 or 5, you must discard two eggs. 2. Pay the bird's food cost. 
Discard food tokens to the supply. These tokens must be from next to your player mat, not food tokens cashed on bird cards, a concept that will be explained later. There are five types of food, invertebrate, seed, fish, fruit, and rodent. The five types of food are indicated by different symbols and colors. A circular pie chart split equally into the five different colors indicates a wild food token. If a bird's food requirement includes a wild icon, you can use any of the five types of food for it. A crossed out circle means a bird does not have a food cost. Or, this icon in bird costs and other places in wingspan means or, i.e. pay one fish or one fruit. When playing birds, you may spend any two food tokens as if they are any one food token. This exchange cannot be used during other parts of the game. For example, if you need one fish, you could use any other two tokens instead. 3. Place the bird card on the leftmost exposed slot in the corresponding habitat and move your action cube to the left side of the player bird row. There are three types of habitats, forest, grassland, and wetland. If multiple habitat symbols are shown on the bird card, you can choose which habitat, or row, to place it in. Your player mat limits you to a maximum of five birds in each habitat. Four. If the bird has a power that reads, when played, you must use that power. Other powers, in brown and pink, are not used when the bird is played. Playing a bird is the only action that does not activate a row of birds. Option two, gain food and activate forest bird powers. Food is primarily used to play bird cards. Your options for which food to gain are shown on the dice in the bird feeder, which will repeatedly get depleted and refilled throughout the game. When you choose to gain food, do the following. 1. Place an action cube in the leftmost exposed slot in the gain food row on your player mat, and gain the amount of food shown from the dice you selected from the bird feeder. For each food you gain, one food per die icon, remove a die from the bird feeder and put it on the table. Gain a food token matching the icon on the die and place it next to your player mat. Food tokens are public information. You always gain one food token per die. With the die face that shows a slash, gain one token of either type, not two tokens. 2. If the slot where you placed your action cube shows a card to food bonus conversion, you may discard at most one bird card from your hand to gain an additional food. This is optional. When you gain this extra food, you must choose among the dice that are remaining in the bird feeder. 3. Activate any brown powers on your forest birds from right to left. All powers are optional. End your turn by placing your action cube on the left side of the gained food row. Let's do an example. Gain one food token from a die. Then you may discard one bird card to gain another food token from a die. Next, you may activate the power on the bird card. When activated, gain one invertebrate from the supply. This leaves us with a total of three food tokens at the end of the turn. Managing the bird feeder. The bird feeder has a tray to hold the five food dice. The dice removed from the bird feeder by a player gaining food tokens will remain outside the tray until the bird feeder is refilled. If the bird feeder tray is ever empty, throw all five dice back in. If the dice in the tray all show the same face or same type of food, including if there's only one die and you are about to gain food from the bird feeder for any reason, you may first throw all five dice into the bird feeder. Dice showing two options counts as their own unique face. Managing food tokens. There is no limit on how many food tokens you can have by your mat or on your birds. Some bird cards allow you to cash food tokens on them until the end of the game. 
nor is there a limit on food tokens in the supply. In the unlikely event that any type of food token is unavailable in the supply, use a temporary substitute. Option 3. Lay eggs and activate grassland bird powers. Eggs are part of the cost of playing bird cards in columns 2 through 5. Also, each egg on any bird cards on your player mat is worth one point at the end of the game. When you choose to lay eggs, do the following. 1. Place an action cube in the leftmost exposed slot in the lay eggs row on your player mat and lay that number of eggs. To lay an egg, gain an egg token from the supply. Color doesn't matter. And place it on a bird card that has space for it according to the egg limit. The egg will stay there for the rest of the game unless discarded. You can lay eggs on any combination of birds, including all on one bird, but each bird has an egg limit. This is shown in the middle of the card on the left-hand side. A bird's egg limit is shown by the egg icons. A bird card can never hold more than this number of eggs. It is possible that you will have more capacity to lay eggs based on your player mat than you have spaces on your birds. Any excess eggs laid beyond your limit is lost. 2. If the slot where you placed your action cube shows a food to egg bonus conversion, you may pay, at most, one food token to lay an additional egg. This is optional. 3. Activate any brown powers on your grassland birds from left to right. All powers are optional. End your turn by placing the action cube on the left side of the lay eggs row. Let's do an example. Lay two eggs. Then you may pay one food to lay another egg. Next, you may activate the power on the bird card. In this example, the when activated has all players lay one egg on any ground nest type bird. You may lay one egg on one additional ground nest type bird. So that's a total of two eggs on any bird, one additional egg if we pay a food token, and two additional eggs if we have a nest type bird. Managing egg tokens. There is no limit to the egg supply. In the unlikely event no eggs remain in the supply, use a temporary substitute. Types of nests. Each bird has a nest icon beneath its score. These nest icons can be important for end of round goals and bonus cards. There are four types of nests, platform, bowl, cavity, and ground. Star nests are wild. These birds build unusual nests that don't fit into the four standard types. These can be powerful because they can match any other nest type for goals, bonus cards, and bird powers. Option four, draw bird cards and activate wetland bird powers. The cards available for you to draw are the three face-up cards on the bird tray and the top card of the bird deck. When you choose to draw cards, do the following. Place an action cube in the leftmost exposed slot in the draw cards row on your player mat and draw the number of cards shown there from either the face-up cards on the bird tray or the bird deck. There is no hand limit. 2. If the slot where you placed your action cube shows an egg to card bonus conversion, you may discard at most one egg from a bird on your mat to draw an additional card. This is optional. Remove one egg from one of your bird cards and return it to the egg supply. 3. Activate any brown powers on your wetland birds from right to left. All powers are optional. End your turn by placing your action cube on the left side of the draw cards row. Let's do an example. Draw one bird card. Then, you may discard one egg to draw another card. Next, you may activate the power on the bird cards. In this example, when the bird is activated, you draw two cards. If you do, discard one card from your hand at the end of your turn. If we choose to do all of these actions, we will gain a total of three new bird cards. Managing the bird deck. As you draw face-up cards, they are not immediately refilled. 
Instead, wait until the end of your turn before refilling empty spaces on the bird tray. If the face down deck is ever empty during the game, you shuffle all discarded bird cards to form a new deck. At the end of each round, discard any remaining face-up cards and replenish them with three new bird cards. The discard pile is always kept face-up. Bird cards. Powers on bird cards fall into three categories. When activated, brown. Once between turns, pink. And when played, white. Let's delve a little deeper into these. When activated, these powers may be activated from right to left whenever you use the corresponding habitat. A term often corresponded with this type of card is cash. This refers to putting a food token on a bird. The bird is saving the food for later. You cannot spend that food token. Instead, it's worth one victory point at the end of the game. If you run out of food tokens, you can cash cards instead using discarded cards. A couple of important symbols to note here is the skull and crossbones. This indicates the bird is a predator. The flying bird on a white background indicates that the bird's power involves tucking other bird cards under it to represent the creation of a flock. Each of these tuck cards are worth one victory point at the end of the game. You can also find a bird's wingspan on each of these cards. This is located in the middle of the card on the right. The wingspan of each bird is used for comparison in some bird abilities. Once between turns. Pink. These powers may be triggered on opponent's turns. You can only use a pink power once between each of your own turns, if an opponent triggers it. We recommend telling other players what the power is and what activates it. Players should help each other notice when a bird with a pink power should be activated. When played, white. These powers may be activated only when a bird is played. They will never happen again after you play the bird. For a more detailed description of all bird powers, check in the appendix for more information. Bird powers are always optional. For example, if you do not want to spend a card by tucking it under a flocking bird, you do not have to do so. End of the round. When players have placed all of their available action cubes, one cube per turn, the round is over. At the end of each round, do the following. 1. Remove all action cubes from your player mat. 2. Score the end of round goal for the round you just completed. 3. Discard all face-up bird cards on the bird tray and replenish them. And 4. Rotate the first player token clockwise to the next player. Scoring end of round goals. The end of round goals are based on how many birds or eggs you have in a given habitat or nest type. To indicate the points you score from that goal, each player must place an action cube on the goal board, even if you score 0 points. The board has two sides. Green is the default, but blue is good for new players. Green, majority of the targeted item. This method uses the side of the goal board that has spaces for first, second, and third place. At the end of each round, count your quantity of the targeted item. Players compare their results and place their action cubes based on their rank order. If players tie, place all cubes of the tied players on the tied place, and do not award the next place or places depending on how many players tied. At game end, you will add the points for that place and the next places, then divide by the number of players who tied and round down. Fourth place scores zero points. Let's do an example. When using the goal that scores five, two, or one points, let's say two players tie for first place. Each will get three points. This will be the five points from first place plus the two points from second place divided by the two players rounded down. The award for second place does not go to another player. You must have at least one of the targeted items to score points for a goal. 
For example, you must have at least one grassland bird to score points for the most birds in the grassland habitat goal. If no one has the targeted item, no one receives any points. If you finish in fourth or fifth place, you must still place an action cube on the goal board in the space mark zero. This keeps the number of actions available to all players the same. Blue, one point per targeted item. This method uses the side of the goal board that has the spaces labeled 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and 0 next to the spaces for each goal. At the end of the round, count your quantity of the targeted item. Score 1 point per item with a maximum of 5 points. Use an action cube to mark your score on the goal. If you do not have any of that item, you must still place an action cube on the goal board in the space mark 0. Bonus cards. As described in setup, each player starts the game with one bonus card. This card is selected from the two that were distributed randomly. There are also several birds in the deck that allow you to gain additional bonus cards. At the end of the game, score the bonus cards you have in your hand. If you have any questions for how a bonus card scores, check out the appendix for more information. And that is Wingspan. We made it through the rulebook. One thing I had to kind of adjust myself to when playing Wingspan was that the color of the eggs do not matter. They are more thematic and visual than anything else. Uh, I really do appreciate the theme of this game. They really went pretty far in. According to the designer notes, the egg limits in Wingspan are actually proportionate to the number of eggs birds will actually lay in a year. Um, but they are scaled down for the game, so a bird with a maximum of 6 eggs actually lays like 15. I think this is a really cool game, especially for any bird lovers out there. The attention to detail and the little fun facts about each type of bird on their card makes the game all that more enjoyable. You may have noticed that I did not include any expansions in this rules read. Each of the expansions don't really bring any new rules to the game, so you can probably jump into them with knowing just the base game. Get out there, play the games, do the things, it's going to be fun. If there are any rulebooks you would like to hear on this podcast, leave a comment on any of the Reading Rulebooks YouTube videos. And since you're going to be on YouTube anyway, remember to like and subscribe to the Maycraft Game channel. I'll catch you next time.